Hello everybody, welcome to the Unapologetic Christian Podcast. My name is Joe. Today I am joined by Drew. Um, just We're going to come to you today and start a, start a series today that I'm very excited to do. Um, but anyway, before we get into it, Drew, how are you doing today? I'm good. Having a good day. Good. I'm glad to hear that. So, um, like I said, we are starting a series today. Um, and the series are, is going to be The Seven Deadly Sins. Um, but before we get any further into that, I just, you know, I like definitions and I like, you know, trying to give a little back information. But sin is defined as an immoral act that is considered to be a transgression against the divine law. Christian tradition identifies seven sins that stand out from the others known as the seven deadly sins. But why are they called the seven deadly sins? Well, first, they're known as capital sins or cardinal sins. These transgressions are considered to be the root of all other sins. Committing these can lead to other immoral acts. The deadly sins are called this because they cause spiritual death. Our essential function as spiritual beings is to seek God and have union with Him. But sin severs that. So with this being the series, we're going to start this this series off with pride is a feeling of being better than others, an attitude or reaction towards something that one owns or have connection to because of its perceived value, the habit or vice which disposes a person to make themselves more than they are. So the only thing that I was looking at when I was studying this, um, you know, I read your notes on Christian tradition. It's actually a Catholic doctrine. Yeah, Catholic. Catholic, Catholic teaching. Um, and just kind of, I guess, disclaimer, everybody should know this, but these aren't the only Sins that are deadly, all sins oh, are deadly. So absolutely. The Bible tells us the wages of sin is death. It doesn't tell us that these seven. So all all the sins are deadly, which everybody should know that, but maybe somebody's listening that's not a Christian. All sin is deadly, not just these seven, but these seven are definitely something that we have to deal with on a daily basis. Why is it a deadly sin? Both theologians and philosophers agree that pride is one of the worst capital sins. Now, like I said, I want to make this very clear, you know, there's no big sins, there's no little sins. Sin is sin, and sin will send you to hell regardless. But, you know, like I said a few moments ago, these are these seven deadly sins that we're going to be covering in the series are, you know, what a lot of people consider, you know, root sins. Um, you know, that most sins deprive from these seven deadly. But pride is often defined as a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's self-achievements. But when you think about it like that, in that sense, it's really not that bad. But if you let it go unchecked, pride can turn to vanity and sense of self-importance. This will blind you from God's grace and make you feel superior. Um, and this concept is actually kind of what brings into the you know the conversation of like racism and discrimination, thinking that you know they are people are better than other people. You know, it's that, that sense of pride. And you know, I can I can say for myself, I can't say for everybody. But, you know, I, I can tell you very honestly, there's been times that where I've let my pride in, my, in the past, you know, blind me in situations. It made me feel like I was better than others when we're all created equally. What does the Bible say about pride? When pride comes, then comes disgrace, but humility comes um, wisdom. Proverbs chapter 11, I just want to read that to you real quick. It says, He that is void of wisdom despises his neighbor, but a man of understanding beholdeth his peace. Um, you know, we, we all need to, you know, love each other. We all need to remember that God created us all equally. You know, we, we are all his children. And we need to make sure that we don't let, you know, our our own sense of pride, you know, 
tarnish anything that God's ever you know created or said. But pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Um, Proverbs 16 and verse 8 says, I'm going to read this to you. It says, um, better is a little with righteousness than great revenues without right. And, you know, like I said, pride, you know, it goes, pride goes before destruction. You know, once we start getting prideful in ourselves, we start, you know, we start boasting, you know, eventually you can only build up something so far before it eventually falls. You know, I can, I, I can sit here and, you know, build up my character and give myself a big head all day long. But eventually I, something or someone is going to knock me off my high horse. You know, eventually you can only put something so high on a pedestal before it gets knocked down. Um, in Philippians chapter 2 and verse 3, it says, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, and let each esteem other better than themselves. Um, the Bible is telling us here that we know we don't need to do anything out of you know selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, we need to do it humbly. You know, we need to value other people above ourselves. You know, we need to be very humble. The Bible speaks of that several times um, that, you know, we need to... It even comes to even praying. Like, I have a hard time coming and praying for myself. Praying for other people, I have no problem doing that. But praying for myself, you know, I, I struggle to do that sometimes because I don't ever want to, you know, build myself up or feel like I'm doing anything to build myself up. I just want to be as humble as I possibly can. Um, and talking about being humble, um, in James chapter 4 and verse 10... It says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Um, you know, we have to make sure that we're always, you know, humbling ourselves. Because if we don't humble ourselves, God will humble us himself. Um, and I want to, I want all the, the good things from God. I don't want to be chastised from God. You know, I don't want, you know, anything like that. I always want to make him very happy and very pleased. So in order to do that, I need to remember that I need to humble myself every single day. Um, and then in Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 5, it says, Everyone that is proud in heart and in abomination to the Lord, though hand join in hand, he shall not be unpunished. Um, the Lord, you know, he, he does not, you know, care for a, a proud heart. Um, and we need to be very sure that, you know, we make sure we don't, we get to a point where we can't be humbled or humble ourselves. Um, you know, we we can be punished for that. We can be chastised for that. You know, like I said earlier, we can be built up so far, and eventually, someone or something is going to knock us off that high horse. And uh, you know, God will definitely humble you if you're not willing to humble yourself. So that's kind of a good segue into what I had, um, what you just read there, James. So looking at pride. Um, it's actually, what I, from what I can gather, the first sin in all of the universe. Mm -hmm. I know we all know Adam created sin for mankind, but Satan sinned first. Yeah, Lucifer sinned first, so mm -hmm. he sinned in heaven. And I want to read uh, two places: Ezekiel and Isaiah, um, kind of that, that the Bible talks about how he fell from heaven. So Isaiah fourteen and verse thirteen says, uh, "For thou hast said in thine heart, talking about Lucifer here, I will ascend into heaven; I will exalt my throne above the stars of God." I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. That's pride. I will be like the most high. He's, he's being prideful there. And just reading Ezekiel here as well. Uh, chapter 28, verse 13. 
uh, starting. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. Uh, and I can't pronounce all these stones. The sardis, the topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbu carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of thy ta tabrets and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day thou wast created, till iniquity was found in thee. By the multitude of the merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee out as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. So just talking about like you were talking about punishing pride, he punished Lucifer out of heaven. He kicked mm -hmm. him out of heaven, called this pride. You know, he was he was the beautiful angel. He was if you look at the angels comparing to the Trinity of God, Lucifer was Jesus' angel. Yeah. He reflected the glory of Jesus. He was that had all those pretty stones. He was he's the musical angel, all those things, and you kind of know if the music of the church goes, then everything else goes. Yeah. Why is that? Satan's the musical angel. Normally when the music goes first that draws everything else because he's the musical angel, but that's a different subject altogether. Yeah. Um, but I looked at his name, Lucifer, L-U-C-I-F-E-R, pride, P-R-I-D-E, sin, S-I-N. What's in the middle of all those words? I, mm -hmm. the letter I. Coincidence, maybe not, but I thought it was kind of neat that pride, the original sin is I. It's always about I, it's about me. Lucifer, Satan, wanted to be just like Jesus, because he looked down himself, oh, look at me, but he's reflecting. He's not, that's not him, he's reflecting Jesus. But he saw himself and wanted to be like Jesus. Um, and Revelations 12, I'll give you just a second, Revelations 12, 9. says, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceived the whole world, he was cast out to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. So that just tells you again that he was cast out because of pride. He was punished because of that pride. Um, and there's something, there's a, a test you could do for people. Uh, I know you claim to be a, an atheist before, you know, and, and your testimony there. Uh, people hadn't heard it and go back to the first episode and hear that. Um, but there's a question, and I, I got this off of uh, Frank Turk, if you've ever heard him. He's an apologetic uh, kind of guy. Uh, he asked this question because it deals with pride. It deals with a heart condition rather than a head condition. Because if you're wanting the truth, you're going to search after the truth. If the Bible's truth, you want it, right? Mm -hmm. You you want the truth if that's the truth. So he asked this question to everybody that argues with him about God not being real and all that. And he says, if I could prove to you 100% that Jesus is real, the Bible is truth, will you be a Christian? And if you answer no, it's not a head problem. It's a pride problem. You don't want authority. And that's what pride is. You just don't want authority. That's why I believe pride is the root of all sin. I know it's here in our seven deadly sins, there's a reason it's the first one. Yeah. I, mean, I believe that. But I believe pride is a root of other sins, just like they, they kind of define this here, the seven deadly sins, as being like the, the starter sins, is what I call them. But uh, just like, you know, more like Satan when you're prideful. Because he started it, that was the, the first sin. Um, and I just thought that was interesting, looking at how he was like that, how his pride got punished. Uh, we know our pride gets punished. All all of our sin gets punished, but mm -hmm. but pride is is a very dangerous one because you're no more like Satan than when you're prideful. Absolutely, and you know one thing that I want to point out talking about pride and sin. You know, no one wakes up one day and is you know 
all of a sudden, out of the blue, just the most prideful person in the world. It starts off in baby steps, you know. We all know you give the devil an inch, he's going to take a mile, you know. And it's we need to make sure, as I was talking about earlier, you know, we need to make sure that we're always checking ourselves. You know, the Bible tells us that we know we need to crucify our flesh every single day. We need to pick up our cross and follow Jesus. And, you know, if we go, you know, even one day, you know, without checking ourselves, you know, we can allow pride to slowly start creeping in. You know, if you, for an example, like if you're at work and, you know, someone gets picked, you know, over you for like a promotion or if gets picked for a project that you really want to do and you sit there and you think, man, I deserve that more than he did. You know, that's, that's pride creeping in, you know, and, but people need to, you know, be able to recognize that, that it's not always just going to jump in on you all at one time. You're not going to wake up one morning and, you know, be, you know, just so full of pride and, you know, trying to get ahead of myself, but before, you know, be full of all these other deadly sins, you know, it's, it's a slow process. You know, you, you give, like I said, you give the devil an inch, he's going to take a mile and, you know, compromise. And this is something that one of the preachers in our church has said, and one of the first time I ever heard it, you know, I, it's just like the basic Bible, you know, basic instruction before leaving earth. It's one of those things that I fell in love with. Um, one of the preachers in our church said that simple or small compromises brings great destruction because you just slowly allow it to come in. And over time, it's going to be, you know, it's going to wrap you up completely and you're going to be so far out, you're not even going to realize it. And nine times out of ten, you're going to be the last one to realize. Everybody else around you is going to realize, you know, there's something going on, but usually you're the last one to see it. So, like I said, be very careful. Make sure you, you know, you check yourself every single day. Um, and, you know, with, that actually brings me into my next point that I want to talk about, you know, is how can we go about, you know, to be, you know, avoid being prideful. And, you know, the uh, the virtue that is opposite of pride is humility. Um, and, you know, and that's something that, you know, I did mention a few minutes ago about, you know, humbling ourselves. Um, but, you know, humility conquers pride. And when we, you know, humble ourselves, these next few things I want to tell you, you know, this is really going to help you out in the long run if this is something that you struggle with. The first and foremost thing you need to do every single day is you need to thank God often and always. That's the first step of us being humble, knowing that everything that we have and everything that we are is because of God. In this life, we own nothing. Yeah, now, our cars may be in our name, our houses may be in our name, you know, and we may have all these things in our name, but if it wasn't for God, we wouldn't have any of those things, and we need to remember that, you know, God gives us whatever we have, and He can take it away from us in the blink of, a, blink of an eye. But another thing that we can do to, you know, avoid being prideful and, you know, be humble is understand that, you know, we all make mistakes. You know, if we sin, we need to make sure that we confess that sin. We need to go directly, you know, to Jesus and be like, I am so sorry, you know. And if you're truly, truly sorry for that sin, you know, you know, you may be chastised down the road for it, you know, because the Bible tells us that, you know, it, it, the Bible tells us that, you know, he, he would rather us not sin, but if we do, we can come to him and, you know, he can go to the port for the Father and, you know, plead our case. And uh, that's, you know, obviously me paraphrasing. I'm not quoting that verbatim or anything. But if we if we make a mistake, confess it to God, you know, just do it humbly, you know, just go before him. And, you know, once you confess that sin, if you're truly sorry, you'll stop sin and making that sin. You know, you can't apologize for doing something and then five minutes later do it again, because if you do, then you're not truly sorry that you've done it. 
Another thing, and this is something that's been a struggle for me, is, you know, being ready to humiliate humiliate myself. And I know some people are probably thinking, you know, what does that mean? I need to be able to live my life to the point where regardless of what God tells me to do, whether, you know, it's outside my comfort zone or whatever it is, I need to make sure that I'm in the place in life where I can do that for him. If I can't humiliate myself for God, then who can I do it for? Um, And another thing is, you know, not worrying about, you know, your quote unquote status in life, you know, you know, how popular you are, you know, that that's more so for like, you know, the younger generation and, you know, college students, you know, trying to be part of that, you know, that inner circle and, you know, all that, you know, don't worry about that. That, you know, the only inner circle that I care about is being part of the inner circle of the kingdom of God. You know, I want to make sure that that's the only that's the only club that I care about being in. But that should be something that we all, you know, take into account is not worrying about what other people think. Um, another thing we can do is, you know, listen to others. You know, that, that's a hard one for some people. You know, people think that their opinions are the best opinions in the world and everybody else's think. I used to be one of those people. I didn't want to hear anybody's opinion. If I thought it was something, that's the way I thought it was going to be. It did not matter. But, you know, we, we can't live like that. We got to remember, like I said earlier, we're all correct equal in the eyes of God, you know, and it's okay to listen to other people because some people, you know, outside of yourself do have good ideas. You don't always have to have all the best ideas yourself. Um, Another thing is, you know, is asking questions, you know, don't be too prideful to ask questions. You know, if you don't understand something or if you're trying to understand something and you just, you're not fully grasping, you know, you know, ask somebody, you know, we've mentioned this before, you know, that's what the, the church elders are for. They're there, you know, they're there to help us, you know, help lead us and guide us. You know, if there's a question that we don't know the answer to, or if we're struggling and we just, you know, need, you know, maybe a scripture to read, you know, we can ask people those questions. Uh, now, obviously you have to be careful who you go to and ask because you don't want to, you know, go to, you know, Joe Smo down the street who is, you know, uh, a drug addict and, you know, ask him questions about the Bible. You know, he's he's not living that life that he needs to be living. Um, so we need to be careful about that. But the very last thing that I want to point out, and then I'll turn it over to Drew, is, you know, we need to consider others before ourselves. And that's something that I know I mentioned earlier as well. You know, we need to put others before ourselves. You know, we're we're here to help serve others. You know, God blesses us so we can bless others. You know, God doesn't bless us to where we can, you know, hold on to everything and never use it, never let, you know, go of it. You know, God wants us to help others as much as we possibly can. And so we always need to be considering other people before ourselves because if we, we put God first in every single situation, everything else will fall into place in our lives. So we just need to help people as much as we possibly can. If we're able to help, then good, we need to help. So pride is dangerous. Yeah, I mean, very dangerous. That's what we've been getting at. Yeah, heart. it's very dangerous. Or let's call it deadly. I yeah. Mean, obviously, all sins are deadly, but... Uh, pride is very dangerous. Pride will destroy the church faster than anything. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, well, if like as a preacher, we, we're preachers. If we was to start having a lot of people saved, start preaching big meetings, you know, like oh look at me, oh yeah. it's God doing it. Damn absolutely, us. absolutely. I mean, if, if people I'm, get to become us, it's going to go downhill real fast. That's right. I'm just a mouthpiece for God. That's it. <laughs> so that's that's something very dangerous. And then you don't have to be a preacher. You can be a person in the church. You can mm-hmm. clean the toilets, and everybody starts talking about the bathrooms, how clean they are, and how nice they are. You start getting built up in yourself, there comes the pride. Yep. And it's, you're not doing it for the right reasons then. So that's, it's very dangerous. It could destroy the church. 
Um, the Bible says this in Proverbs 8, 13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogancy in the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. Uh, so we're to fear the Lord, which we're supposed to do, is to hate evil. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the Bible tells us to confess our sins. And a lot of times we, we I guess, misunderstand what it's talking about. Uh, to confess means that we agree with God about our sin. So how often do we actually agree with God about our sin? You know, we feel sorry for it because we, yeah. the Holy Spirit convicts us. Oh, yeah. We feel bad, but do we agree with God on our sin? Do we hate it like he hates it? Mm-hmm. That's that's something that, that I, I deal with. And I have to oh, remind yeah. myself, like, oh, I did this again. Do I really hate it? Because he hates it. Exactly. Do I hate it? That's, that's the pride. We want to hold on to things. And it's that I, like we talked about before. Uh, and then Galatians 2.20, this is just a great example from Paul here. It says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So it's, that's the, the definition of how to, to get away from pride. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's not my life. It's Christ's life. So if you're out there lost... Uh, you don't really have any hope. So pride's not going to destroy you just as much as everything else is going to destroy you. But if you're a Christian, pride can ruin your testimony faster than anything. I mean, it really can. And that's that's why I believe the church has a bad rap out in the world. Mm-hmm. Is because you have what the, what the world calls hypocrites. We're, we're all hypocrites. We all sin. We all go against what the Bible says. So if you don't want to come to church with hypocrites, don't come. Because you're just going to be one of us. I mean, it's... <laughs> It sounds bad to say that, but I mean, in a, in a base level, it's true. Yeah. None of us can hold 100% of what the Bible says, but we have to believe it and have to try our best yep. to live towards it. But it's like Paul said, it's, it's not my life, it's Christ's life. And if we have that, we can kind of defeat the pride a little bit each and every day. But if we start to start to build ourselves up and start, God starts doing something in your life and you think it's you, then that's the flip. That's, that's the switch that flips to where the pride starts going. And like I said before, you become just like Satan because... God was doing things and his glory was showing in heaven and Satan was reflecting it just like God does stuff in our lives and it reflects out to other people. If we start looking down ourselves and seeing it like he did, then we fall into the same trap. We start falling into that sin. And then like Satan fell out of heaven and the angels came with him, we take all that many people with us away from God. So it's, it's just that parallel there I thought was very interesting on pride when we were studying it. Absolutely, and one thing you said I want to I want to talk about for just a second. You know, talking about you know how we we're all human. You know, we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to fall short of the glory of God. You know, nothing in this life that we can ever do would be good enough. That's why Jesus came to this earth. He lived a perfect life. He died for our sins. You know, he he took all that upon himself. That way, we wouldn't have to carry that. Because, like I said, nothing in this life that we can ever do would be good enough to go to heaven. Man, we are imperfect people. Every single one of us. We can never, you know, worship God the way that God truly needs to be worshipped. And that's why Jesus died for our sins. And you know. You know, we're all, like I said, we're all imperfect. You know, our flesh, you know, our flesh goes against, basically, I feel like our flesh goes against God. You know, everything that man wants is against God. You know, God has, you know, we God has a very set, strict rules for us. We can find them in our Bible, you know, and a lot of those things go against what our human flesh wants. But like you said, you know, we're never going to be perfect. You know, we're we're all hypocrites in some short fashion. You know, we all fall, we all fall short, glory to God. But the thing that God looks at, and this is something that I want to make very clear, 
God doesn't look at your outward appearance. He looks at your heart. The Bible tells us that in order for us to see heaven, we have to be without spot, without blemish. And it's not talking about our flesh. It's talking about our heart. You know, we need to truly live for God. You know, yeah, we're all going to make mistakes. But like you said, you know, do we... Do we actually, you know, hate that sin that we committed or that mistake, you know, do or we just confess like, oh, well, you know, God, I'm truly I'm sorry. I won't do it again. And then a few minutes later, you know, get wrapped up doing the same exact thing again. But, you know, it's, it's very important to know that, you know, our flesh will never be perfect. But we, you know, our, you know, our, our spirit, you know, our soul, our, our heart has to be, you know, without spot, without blemish in order to see heaven. Um all right, so I just want to read a, a verse here. It kind of summarizes what kind of what we've been talking about. Uh, it's First Peter five, verse five through eight. It says, "Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant." Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Tells us to be vigilant. Uh, we're not going to defeat pride by just wanting to and just laying back and not doing nothing about it. We've got to be active in our humility. It, it takes work to be humble. I mean, some people maybe be naturally gifted with it, but uh, pride will creep in and take that away from you faster than you can realize. So we got to be submitted ourselves to the elders of the church. I mean, we, we all, if we're in church, we have a pastor. He's the head of the church. We need to listen to him. If he's preaching the Bible, preaching truth, we need to listen to him. If not, going to church where they are preaching truth, preaching the Bible. So you can be on, because he's, he's under the submission of God. So if he's under God and you're under him, you're still under God. You're, you're living the right way. But it says, God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. So just remember that verse there, First Peter 5, 5, because it, it tells you pretty much the, the whole synopsis of what we're trying to get at in this podcast is, we need to be humble and not be proud. Okay, so as always, you know, I want to end the episode with a fun fact of the day. Um, today's fun fact is something that Drew actually just showed me a moment ago, and it's something that I did not know, and it's a little strange. But did you know that some cats are actually allergic to people? Um, I, I knew people could be allergic to cats and dogs, but I didn't realize cats can be allergic to people. Um, I guess we have dandruff as well, so I guess some cats can't handle that. Um, but yeah, that, that's your fun fact for today. Um, as always, you know, we greatly appreciate you listening to these podcasts. Um, if you would like to leave us a review, it would help us get into the ears of other listeners as well. Um, we are now officially available on Podbean, Apple Cop Podcast. Um, Spotify and Amazon podcast as well. Uh, we're still working to try to get on a few others, but if you would just go drop us a review, it's an unapologetic Christian podcast across all platforms. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Um, but if you have any further things you want to talk about, if you will have something that you want to add to this, we love to keep the conversation going with you on the unapologetic Christian podcast, Facebook group. Um, we have officially over a little over a hundred members now. Um, makes me really excited, you know, to see that it grow, that it grew that quickly um, and that we're getting the amount of views that we're getting. I, I really do appreciate it. Um, but if you like to continue this conversation, just reach out to us. We'll be more glad to talk to you. But until next time, stay safe, stay blessed, and I hope you all have a great day.